Hello everyone, this is Fred Foy Strang, and welcome to Moment for Mission. I'm so glad you're joining me today. Do you feel like you have a huge task, goal, or challenge before you? In today's episode of Moment for Mission, I'm going to address the dilemma we all face at some point. What do you do when your mission is really, really big? Well, as we get started today, here's a Fred Foy fact for you. I'm the youngest of three boys. In fact, my two older siblings are 11 and 13 years older than me. We're all eccentric in our own ways, but we have a very close-knit family. Growing up, I had a good bit of time with both my mama and my daddy because of this age spread. While I was not involved in some of the activities that they did with my older brothers, I enjoyed a new set of discoveries with mom and dad. My father passed away in 2005 after a brave battle with cancer, but my mama is still going strong and, as genteel as I can put it, well assumes her matriarchal family position. Well, we've all heard the saying, bigger is better, and this is applied to almost every context you can think of. Our mission does not have to be big, bigger, biggest. As I've said in previous episodes, our life mission can be simple and a series of small acts, as long as they have meaning for us, for those around us, and contribute to the greater good. But our mission or our organization's mission certainly can be really, really big. When our mission grows to gargantuan proportions, we are often stymied by its sheer magnitude. So what if my mission is or becomes really big? What now? As you've heard previously, Cecily and I spend lots of time in Africa trying to encourage folks and offer helps where we can. One big aspect of our mission has been trying to get water to about 6,000 people living in a very inhospitable, dry, and disease-riddled region. In addition, there are issues of working with powerful people, politics, and personalities, all in a land in which we're aliens. The task is far, far beyond our knowledge, our ability, and our financial means. Yet we have taken it on, and we are seeing some progress. As I'm recording this, after four-plus years of effort, water is flowing fairly regularly along a 60-kilometer pipeline, offering villagers a chance to obtain clean water. I've included a couple of photographs in the show notes for you. There are many, many more steps to this project, but bit by bit, we have faith that this huge effort will eventually impact this region. For me, I have to put this in the context of my faith. I'm simply not able to accomplish my mission on my own. I need help from others, and I need God to be present with me in the process.
you might remember the man Moses in the Bible. Moses led the people of Israel out of their bondage in Egypt and towards their promised land. However, Moses was not the one to carry them into that land of milk and honey. That task was handed over to Joshua. Wow, how do you take the place of a person of such grandeur as Moses? Moses was the man who, with God's power, initiated the ten plagues, argued with the Pharaoh, parted the Red Sea, led a ragtag nation of some six million toward freedom and a future, and met Yahweh on a mountaintop. How do you follow that? As Joshua takes charge, I feel certain some of those thoughts were in his mind. The task before him was huge, and the man he was replacing was simply larger than life. I think this is precisely why we see in the first chapter of Joshua the repeated phraseology from God to Joshua, Have courage, I am with you. Do not fear. Be brave. Be courageous. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. As a person of faith, when I am looking at a really big aspect of my mission, it is helpful for me to be reminded that God is with me, just as God has been with folks from the past. So the task at hand, contributing to accomplishing your mission, is big, really big, even huge. What now? Of course, you have to look at the big picture to know what the end goal will look like. But if we only look at the whole thing, we can easily become overwhelmed, throw up our hands in exasperation, and simply quit. This thought has always helped me. Take a big task, a big vision, a big goal, and break it down into smaller, more manageable, more achievable bits. Now, this is nothing really new, I know. There's scores of management books and seminars that espouse similar strategies. But what is unique here is to do this within the framework of our or our organization's overall mission. While we do the little things, the smaller tasks and bits, We have to keep the end in mind. Elsewise, the little things become so tiresome, so tedious, so seemingly insignificant that we might not even do them. Take, for example, that big water project I've mentioned. Getting clean water to 6,000 suffering people is huge, but it is a worthy vision to keep before me. That overarching mission is is really vital for me to keep in mind when I am in the guts of Nairobi industrial area negotiating outrageous traffic, dealing with hawkers, thieves, dangers, cheats, and con men, searching from shop to shop for a particular pipe part, negotiating a fair price, and examining the product to see that it's even halfway decent. In all the minutia of the details and pesky difficulties, I didn't have that big picture of Maasai children getting clean water in my mind. I, I don't think I could do it. So, as you are doing the little things, keep your mission ever before you. Another thing that has helped me is a list. Not just any list, but a list that I prioritize. 
Often my lists, probably like yours, are pages long with the many things that I need to do or want to accomplish. What I do is prioritize the list. My daddy seemingly had endless cache of folk wisdom that he gave us boys. I've included a photograph of my late father in the show notes section of this episode. He was a very fine man and an equally fine father to me, and I, I miss him every day. Well, daddy used to tell me this. If you have to swallow a frog, it's best not to look at him too long. And if you have to swallow a lot of frogs, you better swallow the biggest one first. Sage advice, don't you think? It's easier to take care of a difficult task by just rolling up our sleeves and diving right into it rather than giving in to procrastination. And it always helps me to do the hardest thing when I have the most energy and enthusiasm and then work my way down to the easier task as I become worn. In taking on a really big mission for ourselves or for our organization, we can easily get so wrapped up in the details and things that may or may not actually be helpful in accomplishing our goals that we get sidetracked. I was thinking about this recently as I copied out my to-do list on yet another sheet of paper. In fact, our recent McKinsey report reveals that people spend 61% of their time managing work rather than doing work. Wow, that was a sobering statistic for me. I often juggle lists upon lists, you know, the personal lists, the professional lists, in my case, the ministerial lists. Reminds me also of the famous Pareto principle or the 80-20 rule, which proposes that 80% of the effects come from 20% of the causes. The key to applying this principle in tackling a really big mission is wise discernment of the things on which we need to focus that 20% of effort. U.S. President Dwight Eisenhower said, I have two kinds of problems, the urgent and the important. The urgent are not important and the important are never urgent. Stephen Covey popularized Eisenhower's matrix in his popular book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. You can see an example of this matrix in the show notes for this episode. Basically, we're working with these two words, important and urgent, and their converses, not urgent and not important. We couple these with four action verbs, do, plan, delegate, eliminate. So, what is both urgent and important should be on my do list. What is important but not urgent should be on my plan list. What is urgent but not important should go on my delegate list. And what is not important and not urgent, I should eliminate altogether. When our mission is really big, this kind of matrix is very helpful to keep pressing on and making accomplishments along the way towards the achievement of our goals. So really big or simple and small, each goal is important because we are important and what we do really can make a difference for us and for others. So what will your moment for mission be today? 
This is Dr. Fred Foystrang. Thank you for joining me and have a great day.